The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. More than 78,000 children aged six and seven are to be given free GP care and then another 400,000 people are going to qualify through an easier means test. I'm joined by Dr. Brendan O'Shea, Kildare GP and Assistant Professor for Public Health and Primary Care at Trinity. And Brendan, can I get you to put the primary care and most importantly public health hat on? This extra cohort of 78,000 children, what implications does it have for the wider well-being of the nation's children. Well, look, I just have to get very cross straight up. There is no such thing as free GP care. Uh, it costs, OK? And now it's not very expensive in the context of health system spending, uh, but it's not free. Um, a lot of us who are socially minded in, 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 in theory uh, would absolutely welcome the extension of medical card eligibility. And it's important to remind ourselves that Ireland is an outlier in the context of Europe. Uh, Irish patients, uh, a lot of uh, News Talk listeners, uh, pay for uh, services that are free in all other European countries. So in principle, uh, extending uh, the medical card uh, to the six to seven year olds is a good thing. Uh, We know it will increase work. And the studies around this uh, over the last decade around the under fives, for example, have demonstrated that when you provide people with free medical cards, they attend more frequently. So that means more work. Uh, and if practices are being paid somewhat less, it means more work uh, for less income, and that's not sustainable. So we really hope, and we understand the Irish Medical Organisation are having a, a, a major communications exercise this evening with its members. We do sense uh, that there is serious business being transacted around how this can be switched on and it can be facilitated. And from an Irish context, it is a good thing. If people don't have the barrier of cost, they will attend more frequently, they'll attend earlier. We've got better uh, scope around preventive care. Uh, People with asthma, for example, will attend a little bit earlier in a way that will mean that they mightn't be quite as sick and fewer of them will need to go to hospital. And there are big downstream savings around all that. But it all depends on what kind of a deal is on the table, whether it's viable, uh, whether the 4,000 GPs who are working very hard and the 2,000 GP nurses who are working really hard will be able to build capacity at the practice level. So it all depends. Can I pick up on your clarification and correction in respect of the fact that it isn't free, it costs somewhere, it's just a matter of who's paying for it. Obviously the payment is going to come from general exchequer funds to to pay for the free at point of use GP care. What that will mean to some extent is that rich people who would otherwise pay at point of uh, delivery of care will get the care for free and monies will be used from the exchequer that might be able to be spent otherwise. Is that a good thing? Should the wealthy not pay for their own GP visits? Uh, Well, what do we want to be? Do we want to be Europeans? Uh, Do we want to be in a socialised state where health is regarded and healthcare is is regarded um, as an essential resource, as a civil liberty, as a civil right, or do we want it to be commoditized? Now, we look very closely to the United Kingdom. We look very closely to the United States of America. The United States of America, the, the, the rich pay an awful lot for their healthcare. Uh, arguably, they're over-medicalized. And the poor people um, die younger. And in the United Kingdom, where also healthcare is increasingly being commoditized, we're seeing life expectancies reducing. Uh, so, as I've said, uh, there are a goodly number of us um, do believe in, in, in the social value of medicine. Uh, we would like best of all to see 
uh, that capacity in general practice can be built up. And we really hope uh, that the Irish Medical Organisation, the HSE and the Department of Health can actually do the business around this. We'd regard it as a very good investment uh, in the health of the nation and in our future. We're doing well on the health side and we're doing well in general practice. We are working quite hard. But if we look back over the last decade, uh, I think it was Leo Varadkar was Minister for Health who brought in the uh, the under sixes against a lot of opposition. Uh, it, it stressed our system, but we've adjusted to it. Uh, in the last two to three years, the chronic disease management programme has switched on. During the pandemic, we did well in terms of COVID testing, uh, in terms of care, and then in terms of immunising. Uh, the termination of pregnancy scheme was brought in, um, uh, and, the, and the free contraception scheme has been brought in. Now, one other thing we would say about spending in general practice. If you're spending in many of our acute hospitals, it's almost like a black hole they're still largely administered on paper. So it's actually quite difficult to understand what value for money is being delivered. It's getting better, but it's nowhere like general practice. And in general practice, uh, me and any of my colleagues, we leave hundreds of electronic footprints throughout our working day. So you know exactly how many blood tests have been done, how many blood pressures have, check, have been checked, how many consultations we've fielded, how many immunizations we've delivered. So, so... If society invests in general practice and primary care, you will see exactly what we're getting. Now, the science is quite strong and the social cohesion in a society um, where health is properly valued, uh, is well administered, is fairly compelling. And can I ask, um, Brendan, so you, you raised the implications of this increasing the level of work that there will be in primary care and for GPs. Do you see a commensurate knock-on through the system? Because one assumes if you are getting more patients, you are also engaging in more patient referrals, or is it likely that what you will be getting will be things that are treated at surgery level and they don't get passed on through the system? What the science says, if we continue to invest uh, in advanced practice, we, we will tend to reduce the extent to which people are referred into hospital. And for example, another good news story in the general practice side is that during the last two years, uh, our access to direct uh, GP diagnostics has hugely increased, particularly for medical card patients, which means that previously, if you were a medical card patient and you had a headache, I had to send you to the neurology outpatients and you'd be seen in a year and you'd wait for another year for your scan. Now I can say to you with your medical card, we will get an MRI for you and I'll have the result in four to six weeks. In most cases, it's likely that that will allow me to keep you out of the outpatients. So there are downstream savings, uh, which are real, and they're very well quantified with reference to the international literature. This is good business for the nation, uh, and it's actually good for our society. It's equality. There is a margin of ultra very well-off people, and yes, you could say that maybe they should pay. But as a society, um, if we can have confidence in a process of management, if we can have accountability, if it's real time, if it's well governed, uh, we can be confident that an investment in general practice and in GP-led primary care is a good investment and it's good value for money. So we are looking to see what comes out of the IMO communication this evening. Um, and if we can do it, it would, be, it would be a good thing to move us towards the European norm, where people are not having to reach into their pockets frequently uh, for routine care that's free at the point of delivery, not free uh, in most other European societies. Brendan, thank you very much for your time this evening. That is Dr. Brendan O'Shea. He's a GP based in Kildare. He's also Assistant Professor for Public Health and Primary Care at Trinity. Coming up. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy. With Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.